Welcome to Nintendania, fortnightly Nintendo gaming podcast. I'm your host Josh or JT if you like. And in this episode, we are talking about Saudi Arabia buying 5% of Nintendo, the new Nintendo Switch Online games hitting the service, and the cool things you can do with GB Studio, which is software you can use to make Game Boy games. And to help me navigate through this episode, I am joined by a very special guest. We met through being mutual viewers for another South Australian podcast titled Hack the Dino. This person is very active in their community and has played a wide variety of video games. He also makes Game Boy games through DB Studio, which we'll go through in a bit more detail later, and has them for sale for all of us to enjoy. Please welcome Mike Towns from Game Boy Games. Hello, how are you going? Hey, hey, hey. You're not too bad. Cold, wintry. Well, thank you for coming on. Very much appreciated. I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about your background with Nintendo, how you got into it, what your favorite games were, and so forth. Yeah. Kind of when I was a kid, like, sat off with Commodore 64 for my brother and sister, and then he got a Sega and a PC, but I my first personal bought-it-myself console was a Game Boy Pocket, which a Game Boy's always kind of been there for me, like, in my heart. And from there, my brother got me a SNES, and eventually got myself like a 64 and kind of going on from there my first launch run was a gamecube which was a fantastic time and yeah that kind of opened the spark started the spark there we go nice well Commodore 64 that's uh that's pretty old now is that like a hand-me-down still, or yeah like i've still got it on the shelf but like they used to teach me like a spelling when i was about four by playing hangman on it oh nice that'd be a cool way to learn but uh nintendo franchises what's your favorite what's your your big one for you franchise is probably zelda which that goes like way back and wind wake is my tie for favorite game ever with the other one being lufia lufia 2 as well as in america for the snes Uh, i actually pre-ordered wind waker at the local kmart when i was must have been 14 or something. And they got it in three days early and I was the only person to pre-order it. So they called me up one night and they were like, oh, hi, it's a bit early, but do you want it now? So I was like, <laughs> finish it finish it by the day it came out, which that's was awesome. pretty awesome. But like, Yeah, that's crazy. Like, it just doesn't happen these days. Like, that store would get berated these days for doing that. And they get like blacklisted probably. Yeah. Like, so three days early. So you've been playing it, and you're probably telling people, and they're probably like, nah, you're not right, that's not true. And like, there was a massive line when Halo 2 came out, and I always find that kind of funny, like, as a comparison. That like, with like a midnight launch and everything, I'm like, oh, I got mine early though. That's... <laughs> Prefer your way. Yeah. Midnight launches, that's just like, just, just don't happen these much these days. Like digital and stuff. Yeah. Like, I think the last one I went to was Switch, maybe? Okay, so that was a while ago. That then. was big, but oh yeah, I always I always think that's like oh that was about two years ago. It's like no, this my launch one's about to fall apart, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, besides Zelda, probably Mario too. Although Yoshi's Island's my favorite two D like Mario game, like with Mario three being close, but like, I really like Yoshi's Island. Wow. Okay. Like like what what about it do you like? Yeah, uh, just kind of kind of different like the usual mario stuff even with like a little extra little gimmick there it was like oh it 
whole different gameplay style of throwing eggs and things like the bosses and stuff too. Like a lot of these later SNES games looked really nice. Like even what was it like the original DS one and then the three DS like Yoshi's Island two or whatever or New Yoshi's Island. People kind of ragged on those, but I really enjoyed them. Like especially the 3DS one, that was actually really good, I thought. But, so it's probably Warrior Land and WarriorWare. Especially WarriorWare. Like, I'm big into WarriorWare. That was that was a great time, the one that came out last year, Get It Together. Yeah. It's definitely, like, top two WarriorWare games for me. Like, it was probably, like, a real return to form, I felt. And just the replayability of it all. I think I, I, think I played it for, like, over 35 hours just doing the weekly challenges getting into all the different characters and working out like how to get the high scores it was just really fun it was like every other warrior where like i'd maybe finish it a day or two if i really put my mind to it but uh the was it get it together and warrior where gold on 3ds i put countless hours into that those like warrior where gold was like especially good that kind of like best of yeah because it's a, a compilation of all the uh previous games put bundled together but yeah I, I got to after get it together because i just had such a good time and i thought yeah i just want to get into gold and play that and it was really good that's never gone cheaper <laughs> no no i think between those two and smooth moves they're my favorite i like smooth move here like the first one has a, a special place in my heart like Okay, yeah. Played that on an original GBA where I could barely look at the screen. But. <laughs> yeah, it was dark and small, hard to see, to play. I feel it's one of those games that's better on the Game Boy player. Ended up, a, that was my first Game Boy Advance actually with a Game Boy player. And then before I ended up getting a regular one, but I played through like Golden Sun and a whole bunch of other games on that. And then when I went to the little screen, my eyes found it really weird to adjust to the pixels. I was like, whoa, these tiny little graphics. Like... <laughs> and then, like, I I feel like going back to it now, it's just uh, with my big manly hands, it's just, like, way too small. Like, imagine if you had, like, a Game Boy Micro just trying to play that. It's just not working. Yeah, and um, so we're going to go back with you later on in the show just just get you to show us a bit about Ghibli Studio and how you get into it how it works and yeah I'm just really interested to know just to find out what you do and and the games you've made so Michael uh what have you picked up lately gaming wise any sort of cool collectibles yeah ever since the toy fair where I had my table there like that was my first time doing anything like that I've now got an itch to just buy game bundles so i've bought a couple of ps2 and game boy ones and i'm planning on, getting, planning on getting a few more game boy ones to have my like game boy games table sort of have a theme so, like been playing through those except occasionally like there'll be one or two in there where i'm like ooh, i might put those aside even though i'm meant to sell these kind of like that one besides that like a super mario 3, uh, 3d land like i owned it years ago and sold it for some dumb reason like you do and have had an itch to play it lately yeah nice nice it's gonna be interesting to go back to because they've played the various versions of 3d world and i played 3d land first and really got into it so it'll be interesting to see if it's 
a little bit too basic now. Yeah, yeah. 3D land, you said, on the 3DS? Yeah. But that's 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 all right. It's probably one of the more boring ones, I feel. But um, coming from 3D world and, and loving that so much, uh, 3D land was a good sort of like... I know I played it before 3D world, but yeah, it's, it's not bad. I thought it was great for the 3D. So I'd, I'd put the slider up for the 3D, and that was a sort of a cool sort of immersive... Um, add-on, I suppose. I suppose you didn't need it purely to play a, the game, but... Uh, I have a 2DS, was, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not fair. I, um, I, I would do it for a little while and then probably just default back to the 2D kind of stuff because uh, I did find it did strain my eyes if I was doing it for too much using that slider, trying to focus with the 3D. Yeah, like, the 3D was cool the first couple of times. I tried it on, like, Friends ones and eventually... Like I think a lot of people do, they just turned it off eventually. But uh, what's the Zelda game I picked up with my 2DS? The Link Between Worlds. Oh yeah. And there's there's one puzzle where you need the 3D mm. to have like layers, and so I had to look up on a walkthrough where a door was that was <laughs> behind something. Yeah, because you, if you're playing on your 2DS, you just yeah you can't do it, can't do it, can you? It was just flat. And then when yeah. I looked up the walkthrough, it was like oh, if you look at the 3D, I was like oh there you go. Like, whoops. Damn, that's annoying. That's yeah, one of those weird times where all the Nintendo um uh, revisions get sort of in the way. I suppose you get that a bit with the uh, the Switch Lite and how you can't detach Joy Cons. Yeah, like I mainly play my Switch handheld, so when I yep. go to play like Switch Sports, which is something else I've been playing a bit lately, uh, I'll go to have my hands on the console and it's like, please detach the Joy Cons, and I'm like, oh, so I've got to set up my little screen in front of me and try not to hit it, even if I've got the straps on my hands yeah you could you can connect joy cons to the switch Lite, can't you is that yeah you can yeah so that helps i suppose but yeah just uh limits just it into a tv yeah yeah <laughs> so it's it's a bit weird but i suppose uh it's that's such a nintendo thing isn't it they have their revisions they are limited in certain ways and so all the games they make previously just don't quite work like releasing yeah like a re- similar thing with a was it the new 3DS where I had like three games that were super good, three new 3DS ones, and then nothing really seemed to pop up after that? Yeah, they had um, Xenoblade Chronicles on the uh, the new 3DS as one of those sort of exclusive games, and then there was two others, wasn't there, like you said? So I don't know what the other two were. And then like Majora's Mask had extra camera stuff, but I think that was about it before they were like, nah, we, we're going to release another console in about a year or two, aren't we? Probably yeah, focus no on point. that. No, leave it, leave it at that. So, yeah, nice, nice. I um, well, I uh picked up a SNES NSO controller through the uh, my Nintendo store. So Ooh. that was last Saturday. Um, haven't received it yet, but that should be coming early next week. I feel. Love the boxes they use for those. They're great, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I I I uh, get the controller out, take the plastic off of it, and then I put the c- controller back in the box, and it looks a bit more shiny because uh they come in the weird sort of plastic um it's a bit opaque kind of uh, yeah. protective sleeve and so without without that on it it looks really good in the box have you the, um, uh, i got the nest ones when they're on sale ages ago but i'm kind of just waiting out for the rest of them to hopefully go half price like those did yeah out of nowhere yeah i i ummed and ahed about picking up the nest ones as well because i bought the snes one 
and then I bought another 64 controller because I was I got it for a, a friend, and so I was just going to give it to them. So I got the like above eighty dollars, you get free shipping. So I'm like, I tick that. Yeah. And then I thought about, oh, do I want the NES ones for eighty bucks? But then it's like, ah, oh, you know, it's oh, I saw them on sale last year, and it's like, uh, I think I might wait for another sale if that does happen. So. Yeah, I was in the same boat as you. How much were they in the end? I can't remember now. Uh, 40 bucks. Yeah, so it was half half price. You still had to pay the $8 for shipping, so it was like yeah. 32 off, but it was still, still. like... I, I look at the 80 price tag, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to put them on my shelf. <laughs> like, I'll yeah, you're not going like to use them, Once a month. Like, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I should have picked them up then. I saw that sale, and that's when um the 64 just came out. The controller, I think, so... Oh, um, I want I want four of those now that that's a four control system. I'm like, oh, that's about the same price as the actual Switch console by that point. Yeah, well, pretty much. So, um, yeah, nice. It was you didn't pick up anything in the sale last week. Uh, no, I forgot there was a Switch sale. Oh, you you reminded us about the controller sale, though. Is that sorry? That's what I was talking about. Oh, the oh the. One that came up, nah. Yeah. That was no. like, I think it was 9.30 in the morning when I got that. And it was like, they're going on sale in June. And I, uh, they're, they're going on sale at noon. And I was like, oh, I don't have the cash today for it. Like, I yeah. bought something the day beforehand and Damn. didn't expect this sudden rando drop to pop. If they gave you a bit extra time. It might have been different. Yeah. But yep. also, that's, that's kind of Nintendo now. They like to do stuff like that. <laughs> I'm just glad they gave us at least a few hours' notice, like instead of just randomly restocking it on the store. So that's, that's something at least. But um, yeah, I suppose any more prior notice would have been appreciated. How quickly did they sell out? Um, I checked a couple of days later and it was gone. So if you go onto the store now, you can't get a SNES or a 64 controller. They're, they're all gone. Um. But you can you can still get a NES double pack for eighty, and then the the Mega Drive controller I don't think has ever sold out, so that's still available. So um, that's another one I've thought about, and I'm like, I'll get that one last. I thought about it too, but then I thought it will get a sale, and I thought when it's on sale, I might do it. So and then I'll also want the Japanese one then with the six buttons. I'm like, oh, oh man, get yourself into a hole there. Like, <laughs> I think I want the uh, SNES American version as well with the purple uh, colors and layout. That would be quite cool actually i feel and also pref- that yeah that's yeah i'm gonna have to add to the list yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> it never ends does it nah like, <laughs> a few I, um, hundred dollars on stuff that'll just sit there you just sit there and do nothing yeah the other thing i got um since last episode was a loose version of super smash bros so on the 64 oh. so a workmate of mine had um decided to sell a few things um, he had a 64 collection with a whole bunch of games, and I'm like, ooh, can I have a look first? And so um, before he published it on Facebook, he uh, showed me a few pictures, and I saw Smash Bros, and I thought, ooh, I like that. asked if I could have it, and he was kind enough to sell it to me. So um, I think I have all of them now except the 3DS version. So I think I need to collect the 3DS version of Smash Bros, then I have the entire set, which would be cool. That, that was another one I sold around the same time as... Mario 3D Land because I think it was possibly when they came out and like the Switch ones came out and I was like, oh, I know we're going to want to play this again. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll be like, oh, I wouldn't mind playing the 3DS Smash Bros. Whoops. 
I, I never thought to buy it. I thought because it came out at the same time as a Wii U one. I thought I've got the Wii U version. I feel it's a superior version, and then I never had the inkling to uh, to, to buy it. So it's it's just just now that I feel like oh, from a completionist point of view, it'd be good to pick up the 3DS version. So not that I, I, don't, think, I don't think I'll play it much. I used to have like the little. 3DS Amiibo thing, which I used maybe four times. Like, I really got into collecting Smash Amiibos for a while, and maybe after the first year, I was like, no, this is not going to end anytime soon. I need to get out. <laughs> Stop now while you can. Yeah, like, another money pit. Yeah, they, um, well, that's me now. I, I didn't start straight away. I started about, I reckon, three, three, four years ago, and so I could get a lot of them pretty cheap, which was nice. But then once had been hard to get, had been a bit more expensive to buy. So I think all in all, it's been a bit of a probably break-even scenario for me with how it works. But I've got like six. I've got sixty now. So oh wow! Like I think I had about fifteen. Now I've got maybe fifteen. Like I kept ones I liked, sort of like Mega Man and uh, Shovel Knight and stuff like that. And a lot of my ones that I kept boxed, like I got the Gold and Silver Mario and the. Gold or silver, the Shovel Knight, and all the other Shovel Knight ones, but that's about it. Okay, so some pretty rare ones there. Yeah, like the uh, Gold Mario. I woke up and caught a bus at like six in the morning because Target was going to have them, and it was like a lineup outside, and I'd never quite experienced something like that. But... Really, just just for for an amiibo? Wow. Okay. Because I think they had fifteen or something, maybe. Like yeah, they'd gotten in, and, and luckily a. Yeah, two people fell over right as they were opening the doors because <laughs> they tried to slide underneath. So I was able to get the second to last one. Oh my God. So did everyone run in to the counter? Uh, just those two people, everyone else kind of. Is that of how it worked? Everyone just bolted casually to the counter straight away? As not to fall over. So you, you ran to the counter and you beat the last two people to get one. Is that right? Yeah. yeah like me and some other guy were the last two and the two that ran in. And tries to an Indiana Jones slide underneath the opening <laughs> shutters, and it looks pretty painful. But eventually, they stumbled over and they missed out. All the rest that's of us casually had to walk in a chat over to the counter. Nice, that's epic. That's so good. <laughs> like from the sounds, the staff weren't going to give it to him anyways because they tried to cut in line and run under, and they didn't want that. <laughs> No, they, they, yeah, you got to do it the right way, and not, not yeah, like seven stuff. in the morning. No, that's it. When uh, they're not paid enough to deal with that kind of shit. No, <laughs> no, I, I've missed out on all this stuff. I've just uh, gone in, pre-ordered stuff, and <laughs> there's been no drama for me. I think it was. I saw it at like eleven at night or something. I was about to sleep, and then I saw this news post come out saying Target's going to have gold Mario's, and I was like, well. Ah, Early alarm, I guess. Like, a couple Here I go. Maybe have a nap on the bus. Like, Make it work. Yep. <laughs> get some How much are they worth now? The I think not quite as much as you'd expect. Maybe one to two hundred. Same with like the silver one. But expecting one day for it to eventually go for a bit more. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's pretty good at the moment. But yeah, I can see uh, over time that'd be something that just goes up in value even more. Like the gold shovel knight, gold or silver, I can't actually remember. Oh, barely, that's crazy. I barely yeah. look at those things, but uh, that one was like 30 bucks, I think. And I was like, this seems like it should be worth more than this. But okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, that's, yep. Yeah. They're, um, 
And then the, like the box boy as well. I see that go for like 400 bucks. That's crazy. I forgot about that one. I wanted for to get that plastic, one. That's, that's a lot of money. It looks cool though, but it would just sit there. <laughs> it does look cool. Um, I'd be terrified to open it out of the box. It'd just be one of those ones I'd leave in because I like to open mine and have them on display. And so uh, I think that'd be the one time I'd be like, no, nah, I'm keeping it in the box. That's a collector's thing right there. Like back when I used to play stuff and I guess when Amiibo functionality was more of a thing, like I think probably Breath of the Wild was the last thing I really used them in. But after that, I was like, nah, like next couple I get, I'll probably just keep them boxed. Yeah. Yeah, they're um. If you got the space, that's probably the way to do it. But I don't have enough. So. Oh yeah, same. I had to get rid of like a third of my stuff not long ago because I was like, yeah, I'm getting back into piles. Like, once you go from shelves to piles, that's where things are getting a bit too far. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. When you can't properly display it, that's that's the issue, isn't it? Uh, what have you been playing lately? Then, what's the uh, the stuff that's keeping you busy? Uh, mainly multiverses. Like I. Didn't get to play it as much as I wanted to, but like a very nice sort of Anto from Hack the Dino to give me a code for that. But it was oh, nice. a lot, lot closer to Smash Bros. than I thought it was going to be, which made me like it. <laughs> so that they've done well. So this is uh, by Warner Brothers Studios, isn't it? And it's got a whole bunch of Warner Brothers characters: um, Batman, Superman. Uh, like- uh, are you Stark? <laughs> Of course, oh, well, there you go, uh, Scooby-Doo, a couple of other, I can't remember now, but I, I saw a bit of Anto streaming this and uh, looked very similar to, uh, yes, yeah, Smash Bros. So we're seeing a few of those, aren't we, the uh, Smash clones out and about now? You had a prediction last year that uh, Smash, uh, Smash clones were going to be the next Battle Royale and it's starting to come true, I think. I reckon you're uh, on the money, yep, because uh, we've had this, this one, there was a Nickelodeon one, wasn't there? Everyone always forgets about that. Like, I only remembered it mm. the other day. I was like, oh, the Nigel Thornberry one. Yeah, that one. And then um, PlayStation, what was it? Battle All-Stars or something? Yeah. Royale? Something like that. Never played that one. But... No, um, I heard bad things and, and, and steered clear. Uh, yeah. You know, Smash Bros. just gets it so right. So what's the point of picking up anything else, really? I was actually thinking when I was playing the multiverses that I think one of the main reasons I didn't really give that one a too much of a look was it didn't do ring outs i don't think it was like hp because they didn't want to i'm guessing they didn't want to copy smash too much or well, something like multiverses is kind of more unashamedly close to smash and i think that's probably how you have to do it like just rip, rip the whole thing off like it's gonna be fun yeah and you, you know what you're getting yourself into um just because it, it is the the gold standard i suppose isn't it so you've got to make it as close to that as possible and what you offer is this those unique characters that you can't get in Smash Bros and, and um, different stages and music and that whole thing. So you just got to treat it like an extension of that, don't you? It's like when a company's like, hey, here's a kart racer that's different from Mario Kart because this. And it's like, no, don't. Just just keep it like Mario Kart. You'll be, you'll be fine. Like, <laughs> here's, here's the winning formula. Just copy it straight away, like, like, like and, and you will do all right. If there's, you have fans of your thing, just throw them in a go-kart and people will be like, oh, sick. Sick. Nice. Yeah, nice. So, when does that come out? Is that soon? Because it was just a beta, wasn't it? I think it was even like an alpha. Ah, okay, even earlier. Yeah. Like a, I'm guessing not for a while. Like I'm considering pre-ordering yeah. it now. Like the I played it on PS4, but I'm pretty sure it's coming out on Switch, which I'd much rather play it on because portable yeah. and such. Yeah, I think that'd be a good one on the Switch. Okay, so maybe another year or two. 
keep it uh, keep an eye out for it. Definitely. Yeah. What else have you been playing? Anything else? A little bit of Switch Sports, but after maybe playing it for a few hours over sporadically a week or two, I think, I'm kind of over it. <laughs> but like, I've chosen my three sports that I actually like while I avoid the rest. Yeah, I've... Well, I've I can't completely fallen off of it. Yeah. What's um what was your favorite sport though? Uh bowling. Yep. It's so slow. It's like the one I'm actually decent at. It it seems it's very like like this Wii version, which is good, I suppose, because that was you know, they did a really good job with that on uh, Wii Sports back in the day. So right. I, I like it with the uh, competitive online stuff. That that's a good addition. Have I spam so many emotes. Sorry? I spam so many emotes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. What's um, you've been playing a lot of online then, with it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, only I think it's like tennis, bowling, and badminton sometimes. Uh, actually, soccer. I like the soccer on there. That's fun. But like the soccer's good. They it's I know like they're just ripping off Rocket League, but it's actually good yeah. fun. So headbutting and stuff. That's awesome. Like, still got <laughs> to try with the leg strap. I reckon that'll be fun for three or four minutes and then i'll put it straight back in the box yeah that's uh yeah i know i know that's exactly what it will be when that update does come so um i i i'm the same i headbutt way too much in soccer when i shouldn't and it exposes me too much and it's i don't know how you do the backflip kick but i keep doing it accidentally oh okay um i don't do that a lot i'm i'm more of a defender so i will um be the last line of defense and then when our ball's in the forward half I'll, I'll stick to the midway line and and sort of sweep and sort of uh, I do get chances every now and then to, to score so it, it's Joy, just one of those Joy games Pan has pretty the... hardcore up drift so I'm yes constantly, I'm constantly attacking I don't really have a choice but no fair enough it's uh yeah it... which that made Pokemon snap impossible to play <laughs> <laughs> I mean uh, scoring is the glory so that's, that's where all the fun is really isn't it yeah if you care too much about the scoreline, that's when you defend. But if you just want to score and have fun uh, going up boards where it's at. But yeah, I've just, yeah, it's, I've fallen off of it. I, I, I figured I would. I, I got the game um, with like bonus points and like my credit card. So it was, it was fine. Oh, nice. So um, I thought I'll pick it up and play it. And I had, had enough fun with it with the with mates coming over. But yeah, it'll, it'll be just one of those party games that every now and then I'll, I'll pick up. So it's like um, weird. I'm playing Wii Sports instead of like, I got halfway through Kirby and 12 to 13 hours through Arceus. And I'm like, no, I'll, I'll play some bowling instead. <laughs> I mean, it's just, just how it happens, isn't it? You just uh, get distracted. The next thing comes out, up and uh, away you go. Kind of like you got to finish a game within two weeks if you really want to finish it properly. Otherwise, uh, something else just gets in the way and you never never get around to it. Actually, uh, for the last couple of years, I've said the uh, kind of like the 24-hour news cycle that it's yeah, a week or two whenever a game comes out. Everyone really, really cares until the next thing comes out in two weeks and the first one, like, nah, don't worry about it. Yep, that's it. It's, yeah, no one's talking about Switch Sports anymore. It's, uh, yeah, it's completely dropped off. So I wonder how it'll go sales-wise. Hopefully, yeah, it might go all right. I think it'll do decently, but nothing. It definitely won't be Wii Sports because that was, what, a bundle nah. packing pack title. So this is uh, going to be something different again. Weirdly enough, I don't like it as much as the uh, 1-2 Switch. I actually enjoyed that. Wow, okay. I played that with that's friends, and that was take. a lot of fun. Wow, okay. I've never picked that one up. Um, just never appealed to me. So, 
All right. That's that's good to hear that at least someone had fun with it. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I got picked up at launch and it was one of those like when friends are like, oh, show us your Switch. And they'll be like, oh, let's play this. And they're like, oh, that's, that's kind of funky. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Old like Wii Sports style before like that is a lot less impressive now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, that should be a game that's really cheap and they should just be trying to sell as many as possible. Anyway, I always thought once you switch, it should have come with the console. Yeah, it should have been a pack-in. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I agree. I have been playing Metroid Dread again. I uh, got back into it after um, talking to uh, Adrian from last episode. We um, got into boss rush mode. So that's um, a new mode that Nintendo, oh, Mercury Steam, introduced a couple of months ago where um, you go to battle through 12 different bosses and you get timed um, for a total time for how quickly you can defeat them all. So um, it was pretty hard at first because we were going back into it um, after probably not playing Metroid Dread for about six months or so. And um, Wow, it's been out that long. Yeah, October last year. And so it was like, it took a little while to sort of get the, the hang of it again. And then... Um, because, like, like, this was good because it meant, like, you could really get good against these bosses. And so we sort of just kept going and going and going. And we eventually defeated all 12 of them in, like, 90 minutes. And oh. so it's, like, it took us a bit of a slog. We're just passing the controller back and forth. Um, oh, but wow, it that's, was, like, primary school style. Yeah. Like but it was, it, was good. it was a bit. It reminded me of that. But that was good fun. So, like, playing, like, um, have you played Metro Dread before? Uh, no, I've been meaning to, but like, I meant to play it right before Arceus came out, and so that's like added to the black uh, backlog. But I've really been wanting to play that, and uh, I wish I got what was it uh, Summer Metroid Returns? What was the Summer Returns on the 3DS? Yeah, because yeah. I I really liked the Game Boy one, like Metroid Two, and then Metroid Fusion and stuff like that, and both the 3DS one and this new Switch one, they all look like that. Which is awesome. Yeah, it's um bit of a yeah that that two D is uh, where my heart is. I, I love the Prime series, but uh, I think the two D is just uh, n- nudges out for me as my favorite. So yeah, because I I stopped playing Dread probably about October December last year because I I finished it on normal mode and then I started hard mode and it got stuck on one of the bosses. Uh, it's the boss is called like Z fifty seven. So I was like, I got three quarters of the way through the game in hard mode, and then got stuck again. But oh, with ouch. this um, uh, boss rush mode, I got to like really practice against this boss, the N fifty seven boss. It's called. And then I thought, yeah, I think I'm good enough to sort of go back into into the hard mode save file I was in and to finish the game. And it, it was such a breeze after that. It was like I did the I did the boss. I reckon my third try. It's pretty decently hard one but i i knew i had the hang of it and uh, got there and then i just smashed out the rest of the game beat the final boss saw the epic ending and the, and the final countdown at the end it was it was good it was like this is a good game it was yeah very satisfied with it all and and enjoyed it i always like the sort of story behind dread because like maybe a month before they announced it i watched a whole bunch of videos on youtube like the metroid game that never was and i was like oh that looks like it would have been cool and suddenly, bam, <laughs> it exists. I was like, oh, someone was listening. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's... What a weird journey, because, yeah, it's like... Yeah, it was rumoured 15 years ago, heavily rumoured that it was going to come, um, talked about for years, and then for them to actually finally make the game that they wanted to do is, is yeah, awesome. 
they're running out of like their list of stuff to put off releasing Mother Three. Like, oh, Metroid Dread, okay. We got like maybe two more. Yeah, we'll be interesting to see where they take it next. Um, because I said it's the last in the series, but I think the ending means they could do more in a different sort of style if they wanted to. I'm pretty sure Metal Gear Solid Three was the last Metal Gear Solid game, according to Kojima, like <laughs> 15 years ago. So, yeah. So yeah, that's right. It doesn't doesn't matter. So, I think it's sold decently enough for them to to warrant doing another one. I mean. Samus Returns didn't sell a lot, and that they still wanted to make a, a new entry in the series. Mercury Seymour Nintendo allowed them to, so I think now um, be great to see the next installment probably a few years from now. Hopefully, that'd be that'd be awesome. I wish I picked up that 3D one, uh, 3DS one physical though. Like I looked it up not long after Dread came out, when I was like, oh yeah, yeah. probably I was going to pre-order it, but I didn't. Let's see if I can pick it up for retail price. No, not even close. I um. Yeah, it's like 150, 200 bucks now, I reckon. Yeah. I've seen it for. And um, I was lucky. I got a three EB games because I was starting my whole Metroid big sort of playthrough about two years ago. And so, like, I bought Samus Returns and played that. And I got it for like 48 bucks at EB, at like a pre owned thing. And so, oh, um, nice. Very glad I picked it up then. And then that with the, uh, the Wii U virtual console ways to play Fusion and Zero Mission meant I was pretty well sorted to play. What about Zero um, Mission? Yeah, don't forget about Zero Mission. No, that's that that's one. oh, that's such a great game. They they do that one so well. Um, the music, just the whole game play, um, how it moves and how she moves, and and then the extra bit at the end is just yeah, all of it. Zero Mission's great. I wish I I would love to get a physical copy of that one day. But again, that's that's again mega expensive, more than more than Sounds Returns now. That's hundreds of dollars. I was thinking that those sort of like later GBA games are what I kind of wish I. Because they're worth like so much now, yeah, oh, so much. But then I kind of like don't just want the cartridge. I want it in the box now, with the manual, and I kind of want it complete. Open up and there's no poster in there. It's like, oh no, now I'm gonna buy. God damn, yeah. Put my loose poster for it. <laughs> Got to pay fifty bucks for it elsewhere on eBay. Yeah, yep, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Same guy. He's just taking the poster. Out. Yeah, <laughs> it just sells it bit by bit, makes more money. <laughs> you probably would, wouldn't you? Got an idea now. Yeah, that's an idea. Yeah, do it with your, your PS1 pickups. Yeah, like go to the toy fair and just separate it all. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the, um, the other game I was playing um, was uh, mainly was Castlevania Aria of Sorrow. So I, um, I, I've just been in Metroidvania sort of mode the last two weeks. And uh, I mean, this is the game I've already finished before, but um, hadn't finished it on the Switch version of um, Castlevania Advanced Collection. So I was playing Aria of Sorrow sorry for a bit and and just sort of a reminiscing admiring just how good of a game that is and so this is after the dread finishing that on hard mode and i thought i want to i'll play aria sorry for a bit so is this one of the bright gba ones or one of the dark ones uh this is the bright one this is the third oh, the bright one. ones were great yeah yeah the um the first one uh, circle of the moon or just castlevania here is uh, um i do own that physically and putting the cartridge in a um GBA or, or my DS as well. Or the DS was good at the back screen, but putting it in the GBA, it was just like, man, I can't see. Such a massive oversight by them not to sort of uh, check that it could be seen properly. But um, oh, they learned with the next two. So. Yeah, like the white outlines something. around the sprites, the sprites. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, like dark green sprite, like colors and blacks. And it's very, very dark game. Like working it's a great with the game. hardware. 
Yeah, great game once it's lit up and bright, but uh, on original hardware at launch, when it did come out, that's uh, no. Nah. People would have hated it. Made and it I used so to hard. do it too with GBA games, like 10 yeah. books and stuff. Like, I was like, mm. oh, this is normal. Yeah, so yeah, so that's been a great time. Just uh, I really love the genre and the series. And so um, big into Castlevania and Metroid. So um, Infernax is one I need to pick up. That's an indie title that I will uh, pick up and play soon. Give that a go. What was the there was a Kickstarter one? Uh, Bloodstained. Yeah, I've been wanting to play that. That looks awesome. Yeah, I played um yeah the first one um very very Castlevania like um yeah I really enjoyed it um for what it was pretty solid um I don't think as memorable as as the Metroids or Castlevanias but uh, it's still a really fun fun to be had. I haven't played the second one, which is um I think they kind of. They went back to sort of a traditional 2D sprite kind of uh, look and feel. Oh, okay. I kind of yeah, liked bit, the sort of look yeah. of the 3D ones. Like, yeah. Which is weird for a Metroidvania because usually it looks better in 2D, but they sort mm. of got something right about it. Yeah, it looked looked decent, the, the 3D and the way they went about it. But yeah, the 2D, the, the, the sequel, they decided to go all in on the pixel art. And um, and, and then, yeah, that's appealing for, for a different reason. So, yeah, I'll keep... Yeah, they're good if you if you ever see them on sale or, or willing to pay full price for Metrovania, uh, Metrovania. They're a, they're good. It was like I was playing a it was a cart that I bought years ago on Game Boy. It was like Konami GB Collection Four or something, and it's got the second Castlevania game on Game Boy. And I just started playing that the other day. <laughs> Except my That's, battery went flat. The first one's not great on Game Boy, but the second Castlevania um, that's pretty good because I thought. I think it's the first one I used to like when I was a kid where it, you uh, you were not like Richter or anything. I think you were a girl, possibly. Um, or someone with long hair. Uh, I don't know if it was a girl or not, but um, yeah, that, that first one's um, like, like it's, it's hard. And I've, I played it on the Castlevania um, uh, collection and um, with the save states, it's, it's a bit of a lifesaver. I don't know if I could play or want to play the game without oh. without the uh, suspend points, and so um, it, it's a short game, and so I finished it, and that was that was cool to do. But uh, yeah, that that second one's just better. That it's it's not as hard. It's a bit more enjoyable. The bosses and, and playing it. I've been uh, trying to finish Mega Man Two since I was a kid on Game Boy, and <laughs> when the two DS one came out, I had save states. So I was like, "Yep, here I go," and finished in like a day or two. Nice, nice. Nothing wrong with that. That's um, you know, some of those older games are just so brutally tough. Just just going from the old arcade kind of style of games having to be tough to feed coins into the machines. It's uh, um, yeah, just just nowadays it's just that the accessibility just isn't there. So those suspend points just make it make it that like that you do have that uh, accessibility. So yeah, like eight hours um, to finish like a Game Boy or NES game. I'm like no, <laughs> no. That's no. too long. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So I'm a big advocate for, for doing those rewind features, things like that. Just uh, yeah, that's the way to do it. Don't you the filters as much? Like, uh, yeah, I'm no, nah, not not really big on those. Um, I, I don't mind like pixel art filter. And it's like, oh, that looks like trash right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty yeah. I, I that whatever standard settings I have usually are the best ones. I feel you can do the whole four three. Um, and other sort of weird CRT settings, if you want, some of them have. And um, I think it was Street Fighter had like it made it look like a CRT like bubble 
type effect and oh, okay yeah use it for like maybe four minutes when i was like this is funky and i was like no it's actually not not too fun to play like that yeah it's you know it's it might might give you nostalgia for a bit but that was like no i want it looking the best it can so yeah i'll go back to uh the old way that it had but they're pretty good those collections um those castlevania ones as well they're, they're always on sale so if uh you ever were keen they uh every couple of months or so i reckon they're they're pretty cheap to get you're gonna have to pick Alrighty. that one up yeah yeah Alrighty, so I got some news items here. I was a bit worried earlier because we do this every two weeks and there hadn't been a lot of stuff until the last few days. And so that's right. I would have talked about some more topical um, generic stuff, but uh, got some cool things here still. Um, just got announced that Knights of the Old Republic 2 is coming to the Switch. So uh, we had the first one, I think, last year on the Switch ported and now the second one, so the Sith Lords. Um, be coming on the 8th of June 2022 so I think it was announced as part of the Star Wars celebration and then there's some um, restored content DLC that's the phrase I'm not sure what it means but it will be coming soon along with it so I've never played these before but it's always been one that I thought would be really cool to pick up and play and, and especially after watching Kenobi last night I thought mm, oh, I might yeah. be keen to get into some more Star Wars games, so I might pick up the first one in the in the wait in the meantime for this. You played these before? Uh, I played the first one like back when I was maybe seventeen or eighteen, and I had a. Mm. I've always kind of gone for low to mid range PCs that are outdated in like forty four minutes. So I'd, I'd pick up games that would run, and Kotor was one of the games that would run. So I put like, put hours and hours into that, but then the second one wouldn't run. Damn. So I never gave the second one a go, but I wouldn't mind picking them both up. Yeah, I think um, I think they're a bit slow by today's standards with an RPG, but if you get past the sort of start and, and tutorials of it all, they're pretty decent still. So It's like Final um, Fantasy with Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah, that kind of, yeah. Um, hard to go back to those sometimes, isn't it, as well? Yeah. So I know the, um, the original is being remade for the PS5, so that'll be awesome when that does come out eventually in probably another two or three years, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, they got a bit of catching up to do, I think. Yeah, yeah, a bit of work there. Those games take some time, that's for sure. Also, uh, KO the Kangaroo. So that, I, I just thought this was funny. This is um, obviously we're both from Australia, and so there's this sort of Australian 3D mascot jumping around in a new game. Not Australian made, though, mind you. It's made by a Polish company, and I don't think it's ever been owned by an Australian gaming company, but. Um, well, like this New, one, New Zealand Story was made by Tato, so yeah, close, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> close enough. Um, so yeah, like I don't know much about these, but like the KO first game came out on the Dreamcast, so that was a while ago now. But that was when like 3D games were de rage, like that was like you had Croc and obviously uh, Crash and um, Banjo Kazooie, yeah, just. Obviously, Super Mario, but Bubsy. it was just like, yeah, just 3D. Everyone was making a 3D <laughs> platformer, so it was, it was at that stage where it's probably getting a bit oversaturated the genre, wasn't it? And so, um, I don't think this performed particularly well. There's been, I think, another remake or sorry, a sequel later on, but this I is. I think there the, was one on PS2, maybe. Uh, okay, yep. So, yeah, so this one's a new one, even though it's tied with the same. Okay, the kangaroo. Um, Apparently it's decent. Had some decent reviews for a uh, for uh, those who love 
to go back to those sort of 3D, um, original 3D platforming vibes, this would probably be a good one to make or play, sorry. I really like Ty. Like, I used to play that back in the GameCube days and uh, I backed yeah. the Kickstarter for that and yeah. picked up, like, two different versions of the Switch version. But, like, that was made in Australia, so it gets a few extra points, but I would still give a kangaroo game a go. Yeah, even though it's not Australian-made, you know, yeah. you can... It's like Vegemite. It's not Australian anymore, but uh, iconic anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And Vegemite then, um, Sanger. Vegemite Sanger. Oh, man. <laughs> that might be good. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm actually quite hungry. Um, <laughs> I just bought bread, so that is oh, you're sort perfect of timing. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> just just feel free to spread some Vegemite on while we're talking. That's all good. I give you, I give you permission for that. Like audio mukbang. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then ukulele. That's another one. That first one, I probably uh, will pick up when it's on sale. I, I say that, but uh, I do love 3D platforming. So it's got a special sort of spot in my heart in terms of uh, game game genres that I like. So heard good things about that one as well. It's like Hat and Time. I've got that and I still need to play it, but it looks cool. Oh. That was, yeah, that was one of the older ones as well, wasn't it? Uh, that was like a Kickstarter game. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm thinking of something else, I think. Yeah. So... Uh, there's some more NES and SNES games coming to the NSA. So they've uh, just arrived. These are three all-time classic games that so many people have been wanting, including Congo's Caper, Rival Turf, and Pinball. Um, people are going crazy for these, aren't they, Mike? That's It's unreal that these have finally come out. Oh, people are going nuts. As they Absolutely nuts. With, with these trickled-out A-plus yep. Nintendo Online releases. A plus, you know, like, 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 let's not bother about bringing a Final Fantasy game to the SNES or or Chrono Trigger or Super Mario RPG, nothing like that. Let's bring Rival Turf, which I I read an IGN uh, review back in the day, and they gave it a four out of ten, calling it an almost entirely forgettable beat 'em up with a boring premise, bland music, and partially broken gameplay. So, if you have NSO, feel free to pick up that one. <laughs> Obviously, I think uh, I, I get some uh, on Twitter. I follow a maintenance bot, and they will sort of give like upcoming maintenance scheduled for the uh, NSO uh, Ness and SNES apps. And so that always uh, like, oh, okay, let's see what comes up. And then I suppose we had the really good ones uh, in Feb with Earthbound Beginnings, and then the Earthbound coming to to Ness and SNES respectively. So uh, this just reminds me of a bit before that uh, June. Earlier last year, where there was, you know, these really weird games that, you know, I don't think a lot of people care about, to be honest, coming. And so it's just one of those other releases. I might try pinball a bit on this because I like pinball as a, as a game in general. But uh, pinball's worth like five, six minutes. Like, yeah, like it, but... give it a go. But uh, that's about it. Um, I don't think I will try the other ones. So any in of these a... resonate with you? Congo's Caper looks kind of cool. It looks like Bonk, but I'd probably rather play Bonk. Yeah, rival turf like beat 'em ups are always fun, but I'd probably rather play another beat 'em up. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, like, Streets of Rage or something instead. Yeah, Maximum Carnage. Really yeah, like Maximum yep. Carnage. Like, yep. Pinball. That's pinball's fun, but there was like another NES one I used to play called Pinball Quest that was like a lot more fun. So I'd probably rather play that. Yeah, that'd yep. be a better one then, by the sounds of it. And in, in, in Japan, they instead of Congo's Keeper, they got. Uh, Umahara uh, Kawase, I think that's how you pronounce it. That's like mm. a kind of bionic commando-ish platformer where you're a girl with like a grappling hook, and it's a lot of fun. So I, I actually would have really enjoyed that. 
Damn. Okay. So we can get it if we get a whole Japanese Nintendo account sorted and switch between it, but that's a lot of effort, isn't it, for something yeah. that wouldn't be localized or you'd have to play in Japanese, wouldn't you? Another one of those ones where I play it for like six or seven minutes and be like, oh, cool, I've got other ways to play this. Yeah, tick, done, <laughs> move on. Yep, I get you. So it's still good to see they're still updating it. Um, I think there's still some decent other ones they could update instead, um, especially on the SNES, but uh, um, I don't know if we'll get any of these sort of uh, non-Nintendo big games coming. I just don't know whether these companies would be willing to, whether it's Nintendo's not offering them enough money or they're just happy to sort of bundle them separately like they have with the Castlevania collection, something like that. I'm thinking that they would rather like do it their way than license it out and yeah, kind of not have the choice if they decide to release it again later. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, it's still good to see they're adding new games and, and there'll be ones that interest pe- some people every now and then. So, yeah. when, I, when I jump in there once a month and I have to look through all these little tiles to make them flip. Which one's like, that? It's like whenever they release new games, it's like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the actual opening. Yeah, yeah. My brain makes me go like, nope, you have to look them all and <laughs> get it all done like a little puzzle. Yep, there's something new to play. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's Zelda again with like a challenge. Cool, thanks. Yeah, I reckon there was like a, a like a eighteenth eighteen month period where I didn't play any of the SNES or uh, NES games, and so it was like blah, 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 new thing to play. I'm like, yep, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I had Ooh, that Donkey when they... Kong Country Three's here. Like, <laughs> yeah, nice. It was when they added the uh, Nintendo Point challenges, and it was like, yes, I think it was like yeah. playing Mario or something, and I jumped on, and it was just a wall of new games, and I was like, oh, this is intimidating now. So much I've missed. So much value for money. Yeah, Goodness. Now it's, not, now it's like Netflix where I'll just flick through every game for 10 minutes and then go back to punch out. Yeah, the, <laughs> the ones that you know, old reliable. Yeah. Like the ones I used to play years ago and I could play various different ways. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the service is great because I've discovered some new games from it. But uh, yeah, um, I can't see anything decent from, from this release anyway. So that's all right. I'm sure next time there'll be something. Eventually. Anyway, yeah, well, that's it. Anyway, different news, I suppose. Saudi Arabia buys 5% of Nintendo. So, um, Nintendo is a publicly listed company. They issue shares on the market and investors can, can purchase these shares. And I suppose they've got no control as to who buys the shares. And uh, Saudi Arabia's public investment fund made the purchase of about 5.1% of Nintendo. And it's worth about just under 3 billion US dollars. So... That now makes them the fifth largest shareholder. And then this uh, public investment fund for Saudi Arabia Arabia is um, for their uh, crown prince and ruler, Mohammed bin Salman. So, um, well, he's the one who controls it. It's like all the money that they make, this investment fund is for the benefit of the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. So, I was reading a bit into this and um, uh, they've got a bit of a... uh, uh, oh, I suppose at the moment they want to sort of invest in a lot of video game kind cool. of um, uh, yeah. companies. So, so they bought a whole bunch of Capcom previously and some other video game companies. They are um, SNK now. <laughs> yeah, like uh, SNK. Yep. So, you know, it's, you know, given their very poor track record of women's rights in the country, um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a, you know, it's capitalism here, sadly, sort of uh, not getting in the way of that and uh, just letting anyone buy the shares. And so, you know, they've got bad sort of 
records on you know marriage, family, divorce, and um, anything related to women's rights in the country. So apparently Nintendo know of it, um, did not comment further, and um, and that's it. They could just they just can't do much. Publicly listed and traded, and uh, you're just going to be up for different uh, investors buying your shares. So, um, I kind of what are your like, thoughts on this? Yeah, kind of imagine they'll do what they did with SNK and buy 96 percent of it, but like, no, I think <laughs> um, no, I don't think uh, that that would be a lot of money anyway. But like I've um, seen a lot of people be like, oh my god, there's a new fighter for King of Fighters 15, and I'm like, oh, that's owned by people i don't agree with things yes yeah. yes um very concerning so like they own um, ev- they own a little bit of every company now i was reading earlier mm, it's like yeah because they're not too sure about oil for the next while so it's like let's buy up entertainment yeah well i mean yeah, they've got so much oil and then i think obviously the the, the trend is towards renewables and, and away from oil so i think it's very much about them trying to shore up um investments elsewhere and and even reading if they potentially want to get further into the entertainment business doing their own things. It's um, um, something that could start from, you know, owning other companies. Yeah, like you said, SNK pretty much fully now. It's, yeah, a little concerning. So uh, it's, it's not that Nintendo can do anything about it. It's just, just it just happens. It's like so, the plot of a King of Fighters game. Like, the King of Fighters tournament has been bought by a prince. Like, <laughs> fighters from around the world will blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so it's... um. Not good, not good. I don't know this game you're talking about, the Fighter of Kingdom of Fighters. Is that what it is? King of Fighters. It's like King a, of Fighters. Sorry, it's yeah. an uh, SNK game. SNK, yeah. And like, I, I do not know a lot about SNK. Oh, so. yeah. They did like Metal Slug. Like they got another one of those coming out. Like pretty much since they've bought them or bought this ninety six percent, new stuff has started to pop out. So I think they're going to be like pretty serious about this. Yeah, so, and then because um, SNK wasn't doing too much before that, were they? Not a really. They, more, got, yeah. they mainly like re-releases and stuff. But yeah, not like they're getting into new things. Like I'm expecting, sort of a dev studios to suddenly start popping up and publishers in Saudi Arabia and even like film and music stuff if they want to get like that heavy into entertainment. Yeah, to get into it. Yeah, it's like ten, I know with, sort um, of ten cent style. Yeah, that kind of yeah, same sort of thing. I'd say it's um. Yeah, I know. I know Fatal Fury from for SNK through Smash oh, Bros. Yeah. And, and that was that's pretty much my only sort of yeah, King of Fighters kind of led on from uh, Fatal Fury as well. Okay, it's got Terry in it and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which breaks my heart because I, I love that character. And it's like, oh, <laughs> dang. <Damn. laughs> yeah, these uh, Saudi Arabians are doing th- stuff with it now. So I already stopped buying like Ubisoft stuff and I'm not too into like Activision stuff anymore. And now it's like, oh wow, this one's another one's come along and started buying shares in stuff that i'd like it's like awesome yeah like everything good's owned by someone evil yeah uh, <laughs> yeah when you when you drill it down there's always there's something unsavory about it there it's so, like one villain behind it yeah laughing <laughs> 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 maniacally <laughs> yeah not, not a great trend um unless they really vet or find a way to sort of filter out who can buy stuff um Nothing they can really do, sadly. And if they've got the money to buy um, and the shares are publicly traded, it's just, just how it goes. Mike, I thought I'd get you to talk a bit about your Game Boy games and what you do. Oh, yeah. I first started following you and then I worked out um, your sponsor, Hack the Dino. You do all these cool things with uh, GB Studio. So what is Game Boy games? What do you do and um, how does it all work? Uh, it was like probably would have been like the first... 
quarter of 2019, I think, a, a program popped up called GB Studio, which you could use to make pretty basic top-down Game Boy games. Like The guy who made it, Chris Mountby, created it for a Game Boy game jam. So he made this little engine to make his game, ended up releasing it. I dabbled in making games before that, like stuff like Unity. I used that for about six, seven months, never finished anything though. I used to use RPG Maker and PowerPoint to make games back when I was a teenager. Yep. I missed the old RPG Maker days. There was a program called Game Salad, which you could use to make mobile stuff, but I never quite kept up the motivation until... I came across TV Studio. Like that was sort of a childhood dream to make Game Boy games, which is kind of cool to do that now. Probably a week or two, I think, before Avcon 2019, uh, I suddenly got the idea one night: you should make like a virtual version of Avcon and like a site that I write for called Retrospect. Uh, they do retro museums at Avcon every year and other conventions like PAX and such. And so I made this like virtual tour through Avcon. And then you get to the retro museum and you can walk up to the consoles. So a little picture pops up and tells you like information about them. So like a little game edutainment sort of game. And yeah, that, nice. got, that got some really good feedback. So I kind of started putting that as my main thing to start making things for. Plus I actually finished games once. So that was nice. Yeah. Like, like, it's such a cool idea. And then like, I love seeing um, like older tech getting like new games later on. And so sounds like this GB Studios become a bit more sort of mainstream. Sounds like it's a bit easier to use yeah. and to sort of develop for. Is that right? Yeah. Like a, a lot of them sort of like a lot of these sort of programs that have popped up over the years say like no coding needed. But to do a lot of it, you'll have to actually learn how to code and stuff beforehand. But GB Studio mm-hmm. is very much not quite drag and drop, but choose from a selection screen and click something. And it'll, the actor in the game will do that. Like, which works a lot better for me because I know very little about programming, but I'm more of an art-focused kind of guy, so I can focus on the assets and such. That's cool. So that's, yeah, they kind of got that interface there so that you don't have to code properly and be across that as much. Okay, so they've built a really functional, user-friendly kind of interface where you can make those games then. Yeah, and like they've updated it. Like they're up to like two points something now, and so you can do uh, platformers and shmups uh, a lot of people have been making rpgs with them and it's also free which is really nice yeah okay so it's free to use so the person doesn't make any money then how does yeah. how do they make money uh, they have a donation button like donation or, yeah. especially through like itch you can add a donation on there like i think i gave them 10 bucks for the first one and the other one came out so i gave them 10 or 20 because i was like oh wow i'm actually selling games now cheers yeah nice and, and that's cool so and then so how, how do you get them onto a cartridge? Do you have to buy older Game Boy games and wipe them, or how does it work to get them, or do you have to buy new ones? What's the process? Uh, some people, like, there's websites and stuff where uh, people make the actual boards and 3D print the shells and stuff like that. But for my stuff, like, mainly because my games are generally a lot shorter than the eight-hour stuff that people are starting to make now, uh, I pick up bootleg Pokemon games from AliExpress and there's like a certain yeah. one with a battery in there that works with GB Studio and a, there's a little cart flasher that I picked up from a website called Inside Gadgets which is recommended by the GB Studio Discord which is like a cool little community there mm. and a, 
pretty much yeah, connect that to the computer, connect the cart in there, choose which ROM you want on there, and it'll erase whatever game is on the bootleg cart and put yours on there. And then a, there's a website where you can get labels and stuff. Like It's the kind of stuff I wish existed 15 years ago, but just was not there. Yeah, it's that, that's awesome. So that makes it so easy and approachable, doesn't it, for someone? Yeah. I feel like if I, from the sounds of it, because like, I've got no coding experience or anything like that, it sounds like I could maybe like flounder enough my way to get something done. Yeah, even like a little yeah. like walking sim. Like Half the stuff, especially early stuff I made, was basically walking around and talking. But you can sort of stretch it out to last an hour or two if you like write it correctly. Yeah, yeah. And then, all right, so you can do it pretty cheap then, getting the cartridges in, getting the stickers and putting the software onto it. And then, so it's just, yeah, your time and, and time and skill to get make the game and then, then you sell it. So oh, that's yeah. great. I generally try and sell things, I guess, close to cost too, because especially if like, I ship a lot overseas now and shipping costs about as much as the game. So. <laughs> yeah, so that makes it a bit hard, doesn't it? And it's, it's one of those things where, you want it on the cartridge. It's not like you're, you're selling it. You could sell it digitally, could you? A few, yeah, a few people have done that. Like, yeah, sell it instead of like a donation through itch, which which you can also add, kind of like GB Studio, the program had. You can add like accept donations for your game, or some people charge. But my stuff so far, I've just chunked off for th- uh, free. Yeah, and then like pay for it if you want the actual cart. Yeah, yeah, just do it that way. So. That's great. And so it's it's gotten really popular then. Is that something that um, you see a lot more people do? What, what was like some of the crazy stuff you've seen with it? Uh, oh, God, there was like there's been a lot of Kickstarters. Mm. Like a, it's gotten to the stage where probably about last year, you'd see new stories popping up on games websites like new Game Boy game in 2021. Oh, my God. But it's at the point now where they just don't bother anymore. It's like there is a new Game Boy game, just like the 50 that have come out in the last year. Yeah, yeah. It's so like a retro renaissance. Now. Yeah. It was like that with the, uh, like, Just Dance coming out for the Wii, I think, 2020 yeah. or something. That was, like, that was crazy. I thought that's so was, many years later. Just tempted to pick that up. I mean, I yeah. Play just it, the, no, just just for the collectors. I yeah. Know, you know, like, three years into the Switch's life, and uh, you've, you've got Just Dance 2020 on, on the Wii, which is too two generations ago. It's just, just crazy. I think they'd release on the PS2 if they could. <laughs> Surely, yeah, they would as well. What's, um, so like you can do like the cartridges and the stickers, like could you get like a box art anywhere? Uh, sure yeah, there's, uh, one I've used, there's a file on DeviantArt, which I had to log into DeviantArt the first time in like 10 years or something. And someone's got templates for like every Nintendo console, every Sega console. And yeah, I just kind of import that in the Photoshop. Uh, they've got them for carts too. So yeah. I've stopped. I used to use the Nintendo logo and stuff till I realized if I've sold more than 10 carts, I should probably sort of stop from that kind of thing. So I've got uh, different logos and stuff on there now. But uh, I've looked into printing boxes. That's a little bit more expensive, but I'd like to do that eventually. Like there's... Uh, stores on Etsy that you can send them your artwork and they'll print it and send it to you, which would be really cool. Like getting an official looking Game Boy game. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. That would be just, yeah, a great sort of display sort of piece. A bit bigger than the normal um, so it's Game Boy carts. And so, uh, yeah, that'd be great. That would be something um, 
here with the retrospect would be should be cool. Um, even the floppy game that you made. Yeah, I've got a labels for those on the way. They're coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you haven't you haven't put it on the cartridge, have you? Nah. No, so I think I'll put it on one to test it. I think, but like I've got yeah. a got a lot of carts coming the way too. That's where a lot of the toy fair money went. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Funding my startup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you made the retrospect. What, what, what's a floppy game about? Uh, basically, floppy turns into like a hundred different floppies. So to fight against him, Ben makes Anto jump in, who becomes Anto, but he's not strong enough because it's too many floppies, which I keep saying all the time. Yeah, it's basically yep. a fever dream. <laughs> I suppose for those who don't know, these are the co- the, the the hosts of a Hack the Dino, which is another uh, SA South Australian uh, podcast. I suppose variety show they do live yep. shows and stream that. So and like floppy um, floppy wasn't around for like I put them I already put them in the Avcon game, but floppy wasn't around. So he's always been the last couple of years like oh when are you going to put me in a game. I was like, fine, I'll make your own game. I'll make, I'll make one entirely game. of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. It's they, they loved it. I remember seeing that live, and uh, they absolutely loved seeing that. So That's um, been, like, a lot of the fun so far has been, like, making stuff, like, for people and stuff like that. Like, you never used to be able to really make a game for someone. Now it's, like, a viable option. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah, just crazy how, how easy it seems by the sounds of it. And um, so easy to get it out there. And you know, like like even three D printing makes like a lot of other things you can make so much more easy and accessible. You said like uh, with the casing, they were three D printed. Is that right? Yeah. As well, like, yeah. There's a game I've got in the way by a, a dude who uses GB Studio to make games called Bowl, and it's about this little light. And as you turn on and off, the bits of the environment change. So it's sort of like a little puzzle game. And the company that's uh, publishing it because that's popped up over the last couple of years too, is a companies that will publish these sort of bigger name GB studio games, which is really cool. But uh, this one has an led in the cartridge. So as you turn the light on Ooh. and off in the game, it, the led turns on and off. Ooh, that's cool. Which like, that's the idea behind that. I'm like, that is awesome. Yeah, that's, that's great. And so, yeah. So what, what does that mean in terms of like, can bigger companies make this software and sell it on a Game Boy cartridge? What's, what's like, the legal sort of ramifications of that, I suppose? Has, like, Nintendo done anything in the past and, like, tried to stop this? What's, um, like, has um, anything, anything been so done far, by them? Like a, there's a guy who used to make uh, Star Fox games, and I noticed his vanished, so I don't know if he decided, like, he might have got a job or something, and he's like, nah, I can't have IP on here that I don't... Oh, you know, he might have got a love letter from Nintendo, but yes, I haven't, yes. I haven't heard them say anything about GB Studio so far. But I think it's until someone makes Pokemon Yellow 2 or something like that. Yeah, if they do like a Pokemon title and it was really well made or something, I don't know, would that be enough to, to scare them off? I think it's still kind of niche, especially like selling them because people have made NES games and Sega games and stuff for years and they've generally been okay with it. Yeah, they seem to be pretty good with it. And what, like Mother Three, I think they they know what happens with that, and so many people access yes. this fans translated one. It's uh, Nintendo's never done anything, I suppose. When um, you know something's up when it's been around for a while and it gets taken down. And what was it the uh, another Metroid Two remake? Yeah, 
um, got taken down just before Samus Returns got it got announced and released. And so, um, obviously, Nintendo seemed to be fine until there was actual like we're making a game and this this other fake version is going to be in the way of selling copies. So let's uh, take it down and and stop them. Which was a real shame because it, it looks amazing. Like- oh, here's some company making some Nintendo IP as a new thing. Here's like a beta version. I'm like, don't talk about it until you release it. Like, yeah, <laughs> yep. it, it's not going to last long, guys. Like, keep keep your mouth shut. Yeah, yeah. Wait till it's fully finished. Like, what was it the other month? I saw like a, someone tried to make a 3D Metroid for the Nintendo 64. That looked really cool. Looked good, didn't it? Yeah. That was, that was cool. Um, and I thought... Uh, I can see why they would have been so hesitant to try and make it work for the 64, though. I, I think... Yeah. Yeah, it was just a bit not quite there, especially after Super Metroid. You followed up with that version. That would have been uh, rough, I feel. It would have been, like, sort of Zelda with jumping, I reckon. Yeah. Like, even the video they had kind of looked like Zelda-ish. Mm, it did a bit, didn't it, with the textures? Yeah. Um, so, so it was cool to see, but I could see why, yeah, um, would be, yeah, not, not the best way not the best thing to come after Super Metroid. I think they they were right to wait for the GameCube for the Prime series to to kick off. I did try the other week the uh, Home Brew Summer made of Mario Galaxy on 3DS. That was really cool. Mario Galaxy on 3DS. Okay. Did it's, it? It's like a little test level and one other little close to an actual level, but it's still a test level. So it's maybe 20 minutes worth of gameplay before you get... You've done everything, but it's just yeah. really cool to see Mario Galaxy on a 3DS. Like they yeah, could have done like it. It's like a demake kind of thing in yeah. a way. Like, it, yeah, I think they released a bunch of Wii point. games on the 3DS anyway, so they possibly could have done it. Oh yeah, definitely could have. Not like it's uh, too different. I feel the nah. software that later on. Yeah, nice. I am looking at your list because you made um, the retrospect. You did Scary Maze game as well. Yeah. So that's the one that gets the ad in Hack the Diner, isn't it? And yes. Bonesy? Yeah. 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 So what are they about? They're a bit more sort of uh, more of a it's puzzle like game, a, that maze one. It's like a the Scary Maze game. I made that for, it was like GB, was it GB Compo 21? Which was like a game jam. And it was over two weeks, but only got the idea in the last night, which I do a lot with these games. <laughs> to remake an old, uh, I guess you call it an internet meme, like the scary maze game from the old dial-up days, which yep. had a special ending. If people haven't played it, go ahead and Google it now and give it a shot. <laughs> got a puppy at the end. But, uh, and then talking puppies, there was a friend of mine who has a Twitch stream where she does like arty stuff, like painting over Pokemon cards or making amazing-looking illustrations of dragons. And she has a discord where she does a weekly uh, weekly theme and on every tuesday she'll put on a stream and look through everything that people have made and one day she had one that was farewell and i was like oh i could make a game with this sort of theme and i ended up making it about a dog which led to people in the stream crying which was Aww. like i felt bad about but it was kind of a proud moment being like i made people cry with a game boy game like, yeah you made them feel feelings michael what have you done which i cheated by making it about a dog i think but yeah well, i think that's probably uh, the, the, the easiest way to, to tug the heartstrings isn't it so i do um, love that little game though i made that in a day also that was oh that's awesome I'm, I'm making myself crunch constantly 
<laughs> just get it done. Yeah. Could work at Nintendo. That'd be no, no, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't well, love that. Well, not anymore. I don't know any anyway. I buy one percent um, of the company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been interested just to buy a share of Nintendo, just to say that. Yeah. One percent, but just you know, I own own a piece at least. You're like owning like one foot square in Scotland to say you're a duke or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> just go with that. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so what are you making at the moment? Is there any new ones you, you're in in the uh, midst of? Or I'm constantly got like I'll get ideas and start making something. Like I think I got five or six on the backlog. Like I'm still using an old version of GB Studio because it's updated maybe six times. But I'm like, no, that my stuff will work in my old version. Plus, it looks the way I like the way it looks with the menus and stuff. Like. I still use older versions of Photoshop and Sony Vegas and stuff, like because I just get yep. used to the way everything works. And then, yeah, I got a making a game for a friend's birthday, which was in April, so I should probably finish that soon. But the labels haven't arrived. And then, I started making a game about January, February of twenty twenty, uh, called uh, Scomo Go, where <laughs> you're Scott Morrison. <laughs> and you have to shake people's hands because it was right after he rocked up after the bushfire. And I had like a little charity thing where there was uh, I gained, uh, I got money for koalas because a bunch of koalas in the bushfire and their characters in the game. Yeah. And uh, yep. then everything in 2020 happened and I decided I didn't feel like making games for a while. So that's been sitting there. And with him now gone... Like a week ago, I'm like, okay, I got to finish this thing before like I lose any chance of it being relevant. Yeah, so I'm, I, I would I'm, I'm love hoping to, to finish that soon. I would love to see that. I I think um, for those who don't know, it was it two years ago the massive bushfires um, end of 2019 happened across the eastern states, and it was just wiped off so much of Australian sort of bushland. And uh, Scott Morrison, our prime minister, um, was on holiday at the time, and uh, uh, eventually came home. But um, did not have a warm welcome. Probably didn't take. Uh, uh, probably didn't quite need to do what he needed to do to sort of help others get through the uh, that current disaster. Like so, so much has happened since then. Like I got to add in the tackling yeah. the little kid and stuff like that. <laughs> add that. Um, something about not my job. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you got some other things. I'm sure you could add in, which would be good. Ukulele. Him playing a ukulele. The ending's going to be at a McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> for obvious reasons, yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> see, I'm, I'm hoping over the next couple of weeks people still remember who that guy is. It's just long enough for me to release this thing and have people have a little bit of a, gig- a, little bit of a giggle at it. A bit of a giggle, that'd be good. Yeah. Do you do, you do the audio as well? How does that work? Uh, no, there's uh, like all these sort of community assets. Like on a, there's a big one on GitHub, which I can't use very well because it seems really weirdly technical but eventually i can download a bunch of uh i think it's mov files or something it's what the game we uses to play music and you can import them into gb studio and a lot of them would just be like give me credit please so i'll add little credits at the end of the game with people who made music or there's a lot of community assets for visuals out there too like sprites and stuff where Sometimes if I need a tree, I'll grab one of those and I'll chuck them in the credits at the end. Like it's really cool, sort of community-focused game making. Yeah, it sounds quite collaborative. People 
wanting to help each other make good games and, and with those free assets, that just makes it a whole bunch easier by the sounds of it. Like a lot of people make templates for like, especially things like RPGs, which is really cool. Like the ScoMo game, that's the backbone of that is a little RPG system some dude made and put out there to say like, hey, who wants to make an RPG game? Download this and add your own stuff. Like sort of a little backbone. Yeah, just to help someone, you know, pick up the basics and, and make it your own thing after that. That's, that's really cool. Instead of being thrown to the deep end. Yeah, just, yeah, it would be a good way to sort of start, wouldn't it? Just to sort of get your, get your feelers for it, play around and make something that's still workable in the end, I suppose. It's sort of similar to Unity, except like, again, just probably don't take someone else's thing and just straight upload it. But I think people would notice in the niche sort of community. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So nice. Oh, that's awesome. I like. I didn't know a lot about it at first, so it's been really good to have you on and sort of talk about it and um, and explain to us. So Any doofus yeah. can make a Game Boy game now. It's yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, if you use GB Studio. So so your Game Boy games, it's Game Boy, so uh, Flotation Boy, B-U-O-Y games. It's always fun to watch people pronounce that. Like a, There's a YouTuber like a... Elliot from Retro Future, who was who said "be your 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 games" because he couldn't quite get it. <laughs> couldn't quite get it. Yeah. And now, like, uh, a, there's another dude on Sloop's Game Room who I made a game for, and uh, pop up in the chat of his podcast sometimes where he started calling me "be your your your." So that's yo, yo, caught yo. on, which is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> it just sticks, doesn't it? So, um, nice. Where where can we find your stuff? So you got a store. You got a got an Etsy store. I think you said. Is that right? Uh, yep. That'd yep. be that'd be under Game Boy Games, Flotation yep. Boy. And, uh, I got a website I haven't updated in a while at GameboyGames.com. Or I put most of my stuff on my itch now, which I'm pretty sure is just GameboyGames.itch. Uh, Game-Boy-Games.itch.io. Yep. Which I need to change into my actual website, I think, because it's where I put all my links. It's all there. And then um, eBay as well, I think, you've got. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mainly go through Etsy, but sometimes people want to use eBay. So if you please look up like Retrospect or Bonesy or something or Scary Maze game on eBay, it should pop up. Should pop up, yeah. Or I'll have a link on my itch. Yeah. And, and then I'll have all your links in the show notes as well for anyone interested who, who wants to check it out. So Awesome. Thank um, you. That's all right, my pleasure. <laughs> I, I will pick one up um, at the Toy Fair if you're there again. Are you oh, coming yeah. next weekend to the Mega One? Oh, no, actually, I f- forgot about that one. If you're there, let me know, um, and okay, I'll, I'll yeah, get cool. one off you as well. So, oh, that'd be good. God, there's so many Toy Fairs. I know. This one's in the uh, like a, uh, the showgrounds, so it's a bit different to the uh, I thought the like one. There's two, yeah, there's two lots that do them. Yeah, they kind of like compete against each other. So. Oh, wow, I love that. Nerdy. Yeah, love that. <laughs> a bit of friendly rivalry. Why it's not? Be a sitcom. <laughs> you should make a game about it. If only you could make a game. Oh my about god! It. Yes. Yeah. Um, Fire Emblem. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, just these uh, two old uh, toy fairs going for war against each other to be the supreme toy fair. Start selling on my. Start selling at the toy fair tables. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, do it, do it. <laughs> People would get a laugh at that. Honestly, I think that would be uh, quite funny. Little Adelaide in joke, nice. Adelaide in joke, yeah, yeah, that's it. Anyone else would be like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> but uh, Mike, thank you so much for coming on. It means the world to me. Um, Cheers for having me. We'll, 
Yeah, um, we'll have your all your um, links and everything to find Mike and Game Boy Games if anyone wants to to find out more. Um, and and thank you for joining the Patreon as well. That means so much. That's awesome. Um, Cheers for the hope you enjoy access yeah. to sixty four games. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. That expansion pack, the family, my family's gotten just a little bit bigger yeah. on the uh, on Which the Switch. That's so, a that's a Patreon perk, everyone. You can yeah, that's right. that if you want to <laughs> join the family. Join the family. That's <laughs> it. So, uh, the next episode will be in a couple of weeks. Uh, Mario Strikers Battle League will be out before then. So, Ooh, I only just got the demo for that today. Yeah, is there a demo for that? Yeah. Damn that that's that's newsworthy stuff. I've missed. I've failed. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. Like- like right after like multiverse, like multiverse is finished, that that popped up, and I was like, okay, damn, How did I miss the that? Wazoo. All right, well, well, there's a demo, everyone. If you haven't heard, you've heard yeah. it here first now. So thank you, thank you, Mike, for bringing in the late news. Oh, good. <laughs> um, I'm very keen for that game. That's 15 years since the Wii version. So, um, I think a few of us I've talked to um, on my previous shows are keen to pick it up as well. So it'd be great to get some leagues happening. And, and some multiplayer goodness will ensue, I'm sure. Generally, Murray sports games are generally the best sports games. Yeah, the good ones. Yeah. Um, and then it's uh, next level instead of uh, Camelot. So I've got to slightly higher hopes for this. It, it looks good. The um, There's been some initial playing and there's been some good feedback so far. So it looks like it'll be decent. Yeah, I'm going to have to give that demo a shot. Give it a go. Yeah, yeah. I might do that later tonight. But um, thanks again, everyone. Thanks, Mike, and uh, we'll talk soon. Awesome. Have a good one, y'all. Bye for now.